which is so beautiful about so many people that are in the new age is that they're so open-minded and they're so yeah. seeking that you, I just want them all out of the seeking deceit. They don't know that. I yeah. don't think those people are evil. They're stuck just like I was. They don't know better just like I did it. Exactly. And imagine a fo- the force they will be and what they would be open to once they know whose team they're on. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, then this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anybody else who might be encouraged by it too. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. So good morning, everybody. Today we have a very special guest. This is Jess Meets Travel. Um, She used to be (laughs) Yoga Meets Travel. So we're excited to hear that testimony, that new age to Jesus transformation that has happened in her life. Um, I was just listening to her testimony on the Help My Unbelief podcast, and it was just such a great conversation. So I'm so excited uh, to have her here today. Jess, you also live just a very exciting life. Do you mind telling us just a little bit about yourself and, and what yeah. you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a flight attendant, so I travel quite a bit. I'm from Florida originally, but I am based in San Diego, California. Um, so I cover a lot of ground, even just personally to go back home to family Um and, you know, work trips take me all over most, most of the time I would say New York city and Hawaii and up and down the West coast. Okay. But, um, what's interesting was like, you know, obviously yoga was kind of always what I claimed was like my, my balance that kept me grounded with like living a life at 30 at 38,000 feet. And I've been a flight attendant now for, we're on year seven, um, okay. which year seven, seven has been a number that has shown up, uh, a lot in my life. And I mean, it was also seven years ago that I went through my yoga teacher training, which I didn't realize that oh, until wow. God directed me to that binder in my closet. Um, and even my own following, like people have noticed that my name changed, but I haven't even discussed this publicly, you know, about oh. what has all been happening. A lot of my friends and family know, but I have not like addressed this publicly People are just kind of seeing it like yoga is not showing up on my page anymore. Yeah. My name changed, but no one really, I'm talking about Jesus a lot. <laughs> you know? yes. So, Well, I honor that because I, I went through the same thing. I kind of, I had a whole new age brand as well. It used to be Mindful Michaela. I had a whole like YouTube channel, business Facebook yes. page about it. And that's all I did. And I, I ended up switching it just back to my real name um, and kind of like you did. And I just started talking yeah. about Jesus and I went through a similar thing that you talked about, like losing followers and all this stuff. But um, God just led me on that. And it was a, it was a slow, steady journey. So I honor you for just taking that at 
at your pace, um, yeah, they will see Jesus in you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, like, what did you do with yoga meets travel? Like, were you, cause, cause you travel a lot of places. Were you going to these places and doing yoga and like posting content about that or what were you doing? So, okay. So I even got into the, I played lacrosse in college. So I'm from the East coast, played lacrosse in college, went through a terrible breakup in college and like, you know, lost a big sense of my identity, who I was with. And then lacrosse was kind of over and I had gone through, I had a foot surgery. And so I was like trying to find another way to work out that wasn't what I had done my whole life basically. And that was better for my body. And so I got into yoga and it was also like, looking back, it was like, I was, I was broken. I had just yeah. been like cheated on. I went through a guy dated all four years of college. Like it was brutal. So I was like, I was seeking healing and I was seeking a new identity. And I was like, I was seeking all of the wrong, I was seeking all <laughs> the things in the wrong place, you know, yes, all yes. the right things in the wrong place. Amen. Um, so got really big into yoga, started working at Lululemon part-time. I knew I wanted to move to California because I originally wanted to get into news and television and production, which is what I had internshiped with in college and studied. And so I like, you know, that kind of got you. Yeah, Lululemon obviously is big on a lot of working out, working out clothes in general, but on yoga as well. Mm -hmm. And so I full send moved across the country to California. Um, and I was in news for a few years. And what's ironic now looking back is that what kind of got me out of news was just how either superficial and fake it was or depressing and uh, dark. Oh, and wow. I would have a lot of nightmares and night terrors about what I would watch it uh, on the news all day at work. Yeah which is wild now. Cause that was like God directing me even then of like how much he's always kind of spoke to me in my dreams, but never mm. as much as, uh, you know, what is happening, what has happened now, but there was all just like foreshadowing. Yeah. But anyway, that, so yoga was kind of like part of my healing journey. And then I moved to California where yoga is like very big and everything's so healthy and there's avocado toast everywhere and there's yes. smoothie bars everywhere. And it's like, Wow, because like a lot of cities have caught up to that now, but ten years ago that wasn't the case. Right. So I was like, wow, this is so great, like healthy living. This is amazing. Meditation, like, whoa, I just was like taking it all in, kind of full sending. Um, I went through my yoga teacher training at a studio called Raw Yoga, which is named after the sun god Ra. Which <laughs> yes. we'll get into that, okay? Because I did not think anything about that. Right. And just for the listeners to know, too, I know you told me you haven't told us on the episode yet. You grew up Catholic. So you sort of had that you had that background, that upbringing. So maybe I still always believed in Jesus Mm because I was taught because I was taught to and it was in my heart. So like, it was in my heart because I was taught that, but it wasn't like personal, intimate relationship, which has now changed over the last year. Like, I was like, wow, this, this man that I was told to believe in is like actually real. Like that is what I'm like, even telling to my own family. I'm like, I think it's amazing that we believed in this and it's incredible that that can get passed on, but that's where a lot of things get, unfortunately people go astray or they get rubbed the wrong way because not everyone has had like, I don't know, not everyone has had, everyone has different experiences of where they are on the Christianity spectrum, I guess, Mm -hmm. but or in, in their walk with the Lord. But yeah, so I'd always believed in Jesus, but I didn't think me going to yoga and me like healing myself and find other ways of healing would ever hinder that or matter. And like, 
the people that I, that had said it was demonic were like super crazy priests that did, that thought everything was a problem. And I was like, if I'm never going to be that, then like, you know, this is just, this is healing. This good people are nicer here than some people were night were to me at church. So like, feels good. My body, my body looks good. You know, I'm like, I'm learning how to be more calm. I'm like, you know, there was all these benefits that I was like, which, you know, still stretching and treating your body, right? For sure. A hundred percent. But we get into the separate, what's separate is what it's rooted in. And our God is a God of roots and our God is a God of hearts. And that I had to learn those lessons separately before we even got to the yoga story of why I had to be pulled out and why it was a problem because I had no idea. I had no idea. And it goes back to the fact that like, yes, you grew up, you know, having this sort of vague understanding of God, but you didn't, you know, really learn about him or like build that relationship with him. So it makes sense why you could be easily sort of led astray into these open-minded, just so open-minded. Exactly. So tell us like, how did he reveal that to you about yoga and what were you like, what did you realize about yoga? Well, and so I forgot, I was in news and then I got into aviation. I didn't even fully answer your first question. Okay. But like, so I, I got certified and so I was already certified in yoga. I did that while I was in news. And okay. then when I went into flying, I actually had lost my old Instagram. My old Instagram was called Yogi Barbie and it got deactivated because I had like music that like it was before music was even on Instagram <laughs> and I had made like GoPro videos and whatever. So I was like, I need to make a new account. Or what, what should I name this? And I was like, well, I love yoga. Yoga will always be part of my life. That's like my life. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, that was my, and then I'm like, and now I'm getting into traveling. And so I just came up with like yoga needs travel. And over the course of my flying career, I would go, you know, I'd fly places, like even through flight attendant training, I was going to yoga. That was like me keeping my sanity. I was just mm-hmm. going to yoga everywhere I went, going to studios, trying new things. Like um, it just became a lot of my, I mean, it was my habit that then because my page grew became my identity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You also said it was like your church. Yes. Yeah. I multiple times and multiple people would say that in yoga too. So you would just Mm -hmm. casually say that. Like I remember there was one teacher at Raw that would say like, let's go to church before he started the class. Yeah. I used to call it that too. Yeah. Or take me to church. And, um, And I remember a girlfriend of mine when I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, just a few years ago, had asked me to go to church. And I was like, no, I'm going to yoga today. And I was like, honestly, I feel like I get what I need more. I get more of what I need from there than I ever have from the church. Yeah. And what's so crazy is you don't even realize like the profoundness of what you're saying in that, because at the time you really like when I was in it, I didn't think I was worshiping something you know that's not what I thought I was doing I thought I was just you know like you said seeking healing seeking peace but it really is a form of of worship of these pagan gods um and so that is why very just um subliminally we're like no this is my church now well and the thing is you can even go in there knowing who you represent and like even the last before I stopped going to yoga which was now three and a half months ago I was praying on it and still going. I was like, God, if this is really something you want to take away from me, like make this not feel right or like work on me to where it like reveal this, what you want me to see. And, um, but I'd walk into a studio with my cross necklace. I 
ever since my first demonic encounter, I have never taken off my cross necklace. There's no other jewelry I want on my body, to be honest. Like I'm like, I, and it's a good conversation starter. It is like, especially on a plane, I feel like it gives people a sense of peace when other people see it. And like, and if it doesn't, then it's, it's rattling something in them that is not good, you know? (laughs) So, (laughs) so anyway, like I, but I would even boldly go into a studio and be like, I know who I'm, I'm representing now like even after I was like I know who I'm representing now and I'm gonna be like a Jesus representative in this space you know Mm -hmm. that was like kind of like I know my identity and like I still like this practice and so I'm gonna go and represent him when I'm there and so it was a process it was a process to reveal the things he needed to reveal to me um the first thing that really like before he kind of spoke on it directly so like that's all going down. I'm still going to yoga and I'm praying on it. And I'm like, if this is something you want to like, you know, and there was one day where I was actually in Shavasana, which is the end of yoga. You're laying there and you're like in meditation, which I still yeah. feel like a lot of times that I had like downloads or things that came to me. I do think it still was God in that space when mm-hmm. I could calm my mind, but I need to find how find out how to do that outside of a place that's like swarming with evil, you know? Yeah. Um, but Jess meets travel actually came to me one time in yoga at the, when I was like praying on it and I was like, that's kind of crazy. You know, I'm mm. like, I don't want to, I don't want to change my name, you know? And it, and it was weird yeah. that I had come up there in that like blank space. And I was like, I just kind of still like pushed it off to the side <laughs> and, or, and I was still just kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. So I'd started going to the small group at my church, the one that I had like got saved at December of last year. And, um, there was this lady who our small group was like girls and guys. It is girls and guys and like young single people. And this older lady walked in one night and she was like, Holy spirit, like guided me to come in this room. Like, I know that this room is really hungry for Jesus. Like, do you guys care if I join you? And we're like, come on in. you know. (laughs) And so she came in and she had this, like, she, she, I guess is a seer, which I had to look this up now. This is like, she sees angels and demons on a regular basis. And she like called out this girl in the room towards the end, like very, not in a bad way called out, but just was like, Hey, I have a message for you. If you're open to hearing it from the Lord. And she's like, yeah. She's like, there's been three angels like pouring oil over you like this whole time in this room. Mm. And we're like, we're all like, what? You know, like this is crazy. And so anyway, she was like, she had kind of said that like what you've been through, like the Lord knows he's always been with you. And it was more personal than that. Right. Like, but I'm just kind of giving a general message and yeah. she goes, it's time for you to share your testimony. Cause it's going to help other people that have gone through the same thing as you. And, um, she starts oh. breaking down crying and we're all like, Oh my God, like what's happening. <laughs> and she, we didn't think she was going to like open it up right there and say it, but she ended up saying it. And she had talked about how like she was, you know, um, sexually abused as a child from like a family member and like and it just like created this like ripple of like you know other people and we all just laid hands on her and started praying over her and so anyways this lady Anita who's the seer she had a profound effect on our group and I'm like wow I need to talk to that lady at some point and it wasn't even that yeah. night it was like a few weeks later I was like I need to tell her about the experience that I had the first demonic encounter I had that was the most intense ever, you know, I I think it will probably always be because I think the closer I get to him, you know, the more like I saw what I needed to see. And Uh (laughs) no, I can't wait to hear about that as well. Yeah. Um, 
So when but, you when you spoke to her, is she the one that kind of gave you this really message from, my, yes. from God about yoga? And it's something I kind of already knew. Yeah. I kind of already knew and was like, eh, yep. you know? And yes. like, just like, oh, I need it to be more obvious because I don't know about that, you know, or whatever. It was kind of just like dragging yeah. my feet on it a little bit, you know? Yeah, but and, like deep inside you knew. I know what you mean by that. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, do I really know? And he's like, how much more obvious does me get? So yeah. I had just, I didn't even get to tell her, you know, everything I experienced. There's a lot of, a lot to cover in the last two years. And I was just telling her about my demonic experience. And then she goes, well, so I'll get into the story. I'll, she, I tell her what happened yeah. and she goes, and she knows nothing about me. No one in that group knew anything about even my Instagram or we weren't, con- I wasn't connected to those people in that way, which I kind of liked being separate, uh, you know, and it was still yoga meets travel at the time. And no one knew any, like, any details about that and especially her she was like new there and so I described this um what happened to me and and she goes you know what that she goes you know what that that's from don't you and I was like obviously not you know I'm like I thought it was tied to alcohol because I had given up Mm. I that's another story which I think was another stronghold in my life which I've heard your stories and other that's like we can get into that but yeah so I was like I was like uh, I was like, no. And she goes, she goes, that demon you're describing is the Kundalini spirit and how it moved is like a snake is the Kundalini spirit. She goes, do you do yoga? Oh man. And I felt like the blood just like left my face. Ooh. I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Like I, I, the okay. first thing I said was, I said, well, that's, I said, well, that's going to be really hard because I practice yoga religiously. And she said, did you hear what you just said? Yeah. And I said, I like, I mean, like, I don't mean it like that, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you said what you then, said. <laughs> right. And then, and she said, did you hear what you just said? And I was like, but, but, but like so much of my identity is in yoga. And she mm-hmm. goes, did you hear what you just said? And I was just like. Uh, conviction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what I love about this too is when God spoke to you in Shavasana, he didn't just say, okay, you have to get rid of this thing that you identify with. No, he reminded you of what your real identity is, what your real name is. Jess meets travel, not yoga meets travel. He didn't just take this thing away without reminding you of what your real identity is. And then I love that he, you know, he brought this woman of God into your life to just confirm this to you. Um, That's so good. And like you said, like the first thing, you know, the roots, the history, it is rooted in Hinduism. We know these things. And now God is like directly speaking to you about these things. Um, And for me personally, like I started to know yoga was demonic too, just based on the fruits of my lifestyle, like when I was following that religiously, like the fruits were not good. Like I thought I was seeking light and love and peace and healing, but I was at the same time destroying myself, destroying my body, destroying my reputation, um, involved in lots of sins that were just destroying me. Um, And so the fruits of it were also evil. And that was another thing that helped me realize um, that it wasn't what it claimed to be. The spirit, I feel like the spirit of seduction is very prevalent in yoga. Mm-hmm. It makes you almost want to be like obsessed with your own body and how it moves like sexually. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now this is going to tie into this serpent demon that you saw. Yeah. 
I'm excited to hear about this and just, yeah, that connection with the Kundalini uh, spirit. Yeah. Take us through that. So this is like one more, one more thing I will add about yoga that he kind of dropped into my spirit as I was going through this process of just like deeper understanding is that not only is it not rooted in him, um, which remind me about, I need to tell you a story about a yoga bolster and the brand Manduka specifically. I will have to tell you about that, but which blew my mind. Holy spirit revealed things that needed to get out of my house and we'll get into that. But God revealed to me, because I know there'll be people that that listen to this, uh, even if they go to yoga once a week or once a month, and they're like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it, it's a slippery slope, but it is. Um, trust me, I know. So, but it's wild that he let me dance in it for so long, but clearly I wasn't ready for the revelation he was going to bring me, but until I was ready, I guess. Yeah. But so... Um, so I would always do vinyasa is what I was certified in and vinyasa was what I would take, which is like breath to movement, a flow music involved. It's more fun, I guess, than the Mm -hmm. other types of yoga. It's not as serious as like Bikram or the ones that I would consider kind of boring. I like the music and, and the more of the workout piece of it. That's what I liked. And so that was my choice, um, of yoga. And he pointed out to me. Not not only are you in a place that's not rooted of me and where I'm not really welcome, but you are, vinyasa is almost like a trance. Once you get really good at yoga, it is a moving meditation, just like a lot of workouts can mm-hmm. be. But again, it's rooted in something out of him. Yeah. So it is a moving meditation where you're kind of like mentally checked out for the whole hour, which is part of what you like about it, right? Yeah. But you are under a trance of something much bigger than you rooted in something much that not of God. And you are at the mercy of the teacher's heart posture. So where their heart sits is what you're dancing in. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't always mean it's, it doesn't mean that person's evil. It just, odds are they don't have a strong relationship with Jesus, who's actually the Lord and Savior. And a lot of broken people are drawn to yoga. And I say that coming Mm -hmm. from a person who was broken, drawn to yoga. Not Mm -hmm. that I'm like negating who's there because we're, and we're all broken, no, whether we're in yoga or not in yoga, you know, and you are under that spell essentially of like, and you're at the mercy of where their heart sits. And even if you know where your heart sits, you're dancing with someone else for a whole hour. And there's other things in that room that are invited and welcome that could mess with you, attach to you, you bring home with you. I don't know how it all really works, but it's, it's dangerous. It's wow. dangerous. That's so good because I used to say I can't just sit still and meditate. I used to say yoga is my meditation because I have to be moving. Um, yeah. And so that makes sense, you know, a moving meditation. And I'm just playing through the different like spiritual gurus I've had and like yoga teachers I've had when I went through my yoga teacher training. And I know like this is what like they're the ones that really led me into the demonic. Um You know, deeper with the tarot cards and the rituals and the sex magic and like all this kinds of stuff, because that's what they were into. And that's that's what sat on the throne of their hearts, like you said. And so it started with that small seed of letting them guide you through a yoga practice. And before you know it, you're doing the tarot cards with them. You're going to the moon circles with them. You're doing full blown sex magic with them. Like, I mean, I am an extremist. So I, you know, I ended up in that in that regard. Um, But no, you're so right. Yeah. 
who who is teaching you and who is leading you because you're opening yourself up too. Like yoga is all about like opening yourself up and letting whatever happens happen. And it's it's like a big portal opener. Um, yeah, into it's your, the same into thing your. as even just like when you think about how personal, like physical, getting intimate and physical with somebody is. Like you're essentially you are dancing with that person, basically like flowing. Yeah breast to movement, it's very spiritual for an hour. So you are agreeing to wherever they where whatever is going on in their mm-hmm. life for an hour. And you're like, and another thing with yoga was that like, there, I mean, it would be the same thing. If I'd like go out and drink the night before, then I wanted to go to yoga to sweat it out the next day, which people still do that with any workout. But I mean, it was just kind of like, you always felt like you needed more or you felt like you couldn't be at peace without it, which mm-hmm. that shouldn't ever be anything you say about anything other than God. Quick announcement here. If you're enjoying this episode, please help us expand our reach by liking, subscribing, leaving a review, or sharing it with a friend. And now back to the episode. Yeah, it's wild to even be saying the things that I'm saying now, you know, because. Yeah, and I'm sure so much more is going to come to mind as we go, because like you said, like this was a major part of your identity, your yeah. brand. Like this is this was one one of the major idols in your life um, that God mm-hmm. that God took from you. So, yeah, now let's tie back into like we would not be here today had you not encountered the spirit world in the demonic, the way that you oh, know, did. I know. That's so what I tell people. I'm like the people that are scared, even fellow, even Christians that know the word so well, or that have been like Christians their whole life and like love, have a heart for God. It, it, it's amazing. But some of the, so many of those people are like, I don't want to talk about that. That's weird. That's, mm-hmm. we don't talk about that. And I'm like, that's how I got here. That's how yeah. I was lassoed in to even be talking to you right now. I'm like, exactly. so this is so important. This is so important. And like, praise God that you might not ever experience that because you, I don't know, because you do- because you dodged a lot of the things that could allow that to show up, I guess, maybe is yeah. how that worked out. But Where he's kept you protected. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But so, so what happened with me, June 4th, of uh 2022 um and before it, the reason i thought that that the demon was tied to alcohol was because a few weeks two weeks prior i had heard this audible voice in my head first time i've heard god like i was it was again interesting because i would relate it to like my mind was blank for some weird split second of like i was making coffee in the kitchen by me and my mind was blank, but normally like when, whenever was my, is my mind blank other than when I was in yoga at in Chavasana or in, when I'm sleeping, usually it's very hard to get Jessica to have a blank mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like whenever it happens, I feel like heaven's like, send it in, you know, yes. like, it is a rare moment that she can just appear, you know, yeah. <laughs> which so I'm trying real. to work on. I'm trying to work on that outside of yoga because that's part of what I like so much about yoga, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, all right, I need to, which I'm also like, is that why he sends me things in my sleep? Because it's the only time he can really get to me, wow, you know, but, yes. um, but anyway, so I was making coffee and all of a sudden, uh, there's this voice in my head, which is just how God and Holy spirit works. Like it's so 
convicting but gentle and kind and like clear you know and it's it's time you stop drinking and I literally was like excuse me (laughs) yeah (laughs) like me like how did what you know like it was just it was very weird and I remember I only told one friend and I was like yeah I was like God spoke to me it was really weird and so I was like that sounds that seems ridiculous to just not drink at all with how many with society with my job with as a flight attendant with my family Mm -hmm. um, with being young and single and like you know like how is that gonna work you know and so I was like you know I'll just do a month-long detox which I'd done many times usually throughout the course of the year I'll do it three or four times a year where I don't drink I eat really clean and don't drink coffee or anything and it's just like a reset Mm -hmm. um so I was like, all right, let me just start with that because I'm familiar with that. I know how to do that. I know I'm capable of doing that. So mm-hmm. let me start there. So two weeks into that, I have this demonic encounter. And I was sleeping sound in my room. I was sleeping heavy. I was heavy. It took me a while to wake up. So I knew I was mm. in a deep, it was like deep sleep time for me. So I, I'm awoken to the sound of hangers rustling in the closet. So I can hear hangers moving around and I haven't like come to yet. It's like taking a little bit for me to come up because that's how deep sleep I was, but I can hear them. And as I'm like starting to wake up and have not opened my eyes yet to realize it's dark and late, I'm thinking in my head, why is like, I'm like, because I travel a lot as a flight attendant, I was like, am I back in Florida and my mom's fishing for something in my closet, trying to be quiet with like a time change or Am I like, I couldn't, I didn't know what I forgot where I was because I travel so much. I was like trying to think of what could possibly be making closet noise wherever I am. You know, I was like, am I on a cruise ship? Because like, that's the only time I've heard hangers move around in closet in my life before. Or I was like, is my aunt here? And she's getting sneaking something out of the closet. Like I was thinking it must've been early morning. I was like, it's gotta be early morning. And this is again, before I wake, open my eyes. But it's two people that I love. And it wasn't like, as I was waking up, I wasn't waking up in a panic. I was waking up and like someone is like not being considerate or someone wants me awake, you know, whatever. So I wasn't like, oh, there's hangers in the closet. I'm scared. Like I yeah. didn't know what was happening until I woke up, you know, um, and even it took a few seconds. So I, then I my eyes come open and I'm looking around in the room like it's pitch black. I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, and I'm, I know where I am. I'm in San Diego. I'm at my condo. I'm like, nobody's here. I'm like, why am I awake? You know, I'm like, why the heck am I awake? This is so weird. And like, what woke me up? Cause I was deep asleep, you know? So I'm like laying there and I can tell something's wrong, but I didn't know how wrong it was. I just knew something was wrong. So like, I'm awake. Something woke me up and something's, something's going on that I can't understand right now. Yeah. And so instinctually, which was beyond me, like I did not, and how I describe this is like, this happened without me putting a brain thought behind it. Like I didn't decide to like, if I touch the screen, I'm like, I am touching the screen right now. Like mm-hmm. I am doing this. I'm making this decision instinctually. Cause I didn't even know anything was there. And I didn't know if anything was there where it even was. Cause I didn't have that awareness. My right hand shot out to the right side of the bed. And instantaneously, all this information was dropped in in a second. I was made aware of what was there, what it looked like and how it moved because the second my right hand shot out to the right side of the bed, this, I could see and feel this black wave. It was like, it was a faceless entity. It was like a, 
a, a moving black snake of, of a, a wave, like a cloak, like a, like a, just like a big, a big spirit, like something yeah. that could shape shift into whatever, but it moved like a snake. And it, it was like the second my right hand shot out, which I guess might've been where it came from. Cause why did it come? Why did my right hand shoot out when it was like, on, it was on top of me, but I didn't mm-hmm. know it was on top of me. So it like, it shot out to where it, I guess came from. Cause it's, that's where it retreated to. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was like someone pressed rewind and it, it ribboned backwards off of me and it dissipated beyond the palm of my right hand. And there was a, I forgot that this had happened until I saw a physical spark later in another supernatural experience. But I described my hand. I was like, my hand was like an Iron Man hand, the way mm-hmm. that it worked. Like it was like, whoa. And there was a physical pop of light that like came from beyond my right hand, not like straight up from it, but it was like whatever was fighting in me when it met that yeah. created a physical pop of light. Wow. And, and I just witnessed it. Cause like, I, I didn't know that was what I was supposed to do. It just happened. And I was awake to watch it happen. Mm. So God defended me through my own body yeah. to get rid of what that thing was and whether or not that was something that visited me regularly, only God knows. Right. Yeah. Like, that's kind of terrifying to think about it because yoga had been part of my life for so long. So I'm like, okay, which another thing that made the Bible very, very real for me before he even started sending me verses in my sleep was either it was on Instagram or I think when I started reading pieces of it, I was led, I think one of the Psalms had something in the right hand and someone had told me to read that with like praying protection over yourself and your house. And I have a whole list of them now because the more that I find, the more I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, tell but us. You, yeah, so right hand versus, and there's so much, there's so much um, meaning to God's right hand and, and our own right hand and the Father's right hand and Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. There's so yeah. much to it. There but is. so, yeah, right hand versus Psalm 16, 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I mean, literally <laughs> what I experienced. Exodus fifteen six. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. Quite literally shatters yeah. the enemy. Like before my own eyes. It's exactly <laughs> what I saw. Uh, Isaiah forty one thirteen. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Um, Isaiah 41, 10, I am with you. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then last but not least, which is again, just like so spot on Job 39, 17, then myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you. Mm, Wow. I mean, you can't make it up. And I was like, whoa, yeah. this is literally the most crazy, supernatural, wild, eye-opening thing that I've experienced. This book that I like is talking about it. Like it yeah. is speaking to me and what I experienced, you know? So when did you finally make the connection with those verses? Was it sometime after? Because at this point, were you still in yoga and the new age when this yeah. when this happened? Yeah. And I still didn't know that that thing had anything to do with yoga. I thought it had to do with alcohol. 
So that yeah. just catapulted me to like tackle that demon first, which I still think was part of my journey. But yeah. he knew I was not fully ready to accept the reality of what that was tied to. Oh, yeah. So it was like a slow, we get it. We, yeah. got, we got there like a year later. Really. Stages. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's patient with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh so I was like, gosh. all right, I'm ready to battle. I'm And I'm ready to battle. Well, and actually, I didn't even know it was alcohol right away. I didn't think it was interesting. It was when I was sober because I was like, I'm, I was glad because I was like, people aren't going to believe what I'm saying. And they'll probably be like, oh, were you drinking? Or And I, I couldn't do mm. it. I can't do anything else. Anyways, as a flight attendant, you get drug tested. So I don't do any other drugs. Yeah. But I was like, there was no, nothing. I was as pure as I could be. The only thing that was ever not pure about me substance wise was ever was alcohol. alcohol. So I was like, I was as clear as I could be. And, um, so yeah, I was just like, okay. And I didn't realize that I thought it was tied to alcohol, which it wasn't the same spirit that messed with me a year later, but it was when I went to give up alcohol again, I did have a different demonic encounter. Mm. And I do think that it was tied to, and so it made me feel like, oh my gosh, I think this is a battle that like I, after I'd done that first month of not drinking, I kind of went into like, I'm going to say no a lot more and I'm going to drink a lot less and I'll journal about it and I'll see when it shows up. And when I feel like I need to participate, who am I with and why do I feel that way? Like I was just really trying to dissect it and understand it for myself. Um, And a lot of it was tied to alcohol was tied to dating and going on dating dates and dating apps and like getting comfortable, trying to get comfortable getting to know somebody. It's usually like, Oh, I'm gonna have a drink before. Oh, I'm gonna have yeah. a drink here. Oh, we're gonna have another drink. Cause that's all that anyone does, does is ask you for drinks. You uh-huh. know, let's go get drinks. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I? And the fact that I think I'm trying to get to know someone with alcohol is just silly. Like, and then I'm even showing who I really am is also just silly. Yeah, because you're but, like warping yourself a little bit, yes, you know, to engage yes. with this person. And you're numbing, even if people don't want to call it the Holy Spirit or call it God, a lot of people, even I would say in yoga, will say intuition. And people, and that's not, that doesn't, isn't exclusive to yoga either, but it's not your intuition. That's God trying to be like, hello, mm-hmm, alert, mm-hmm. alert, alert. No, please don't do this. And you're like, woo, I'm going to have another shot. Woo, I'm going to have another drink. And yeah. he's like, Oh, girl. I know all about that. Something you said, too, about this demon was like tied with the drinking is you realize like if you're drinking, how are you going to be aware of if this thing comes back or if you have to fight this thing again? You just started to realize like in order for you to be at your tip top of spiritual senses and readiness, you couldn't be under the influence. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so comforting to hear, like listening to I think it was Melissa was her name. One of the girls that was on your podcast. She's from Orlando, which is funny. That's where I'm from. Oh yeah. But listening to both y'all talk about alcohol and how that's been removed. And even her, when she was like, I drank like twice, like two drinks one night. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm like, girl, I'm like, that's me. But we're all the crazy people in our little community. But now we're finding each other. Praise God for like social media and the way the technology is used that you're like, Amen. So amazing to hear about like their similar stories and their unique stories because it gives you validation of what you've experienced just because you haven't seen it in your little circle. Like I'm the crazy person in my circle. Me too. You're the crazy person (laughs) in your circle. But you're like, thank God, like I found someone who knows it. Like, you know, like. Amen. So we talked about 
this snake demon and we yeah. okay so the palm light and then then you started reading scripture after this or or it found so the second that happened one of my good friends who was strong in his catholic faith he drove down from orange county down to san diego and he brought a bible with him and he brought a picture of jesus and i'm like cool i'll take it like yeah. i don't care like i literally and that's who i happen to believe in too and so i'm like great like that i i think that but the bible was almost just kind of sitting there next to my bed frame as like protection in itself not that i was yeah. like reading it and knowing the word like i was just like take that you know like, yeah there's it's here there yeah exactly without me even knowing like i didn't even know my own authority or that i needed to know his word for that to be even more powerful you know that this is all played out in phases stages and you know slowly and patiently for him yeah. uh and for me i guess really um but so I think the first one that I had ever seen that like rocked my world, it might've been the one that was in Psalm 91. I don't know. I think it was, I think it was Psalm 16, eight. And there's another one in Psalm 91 where it talks about, oh, a thousand. Oh, I remember, I just remember reading Psalm 91 and it talks about in there, a thousand may fall at your right hand, mm. 10,000 or no, it was like a thousand may fall at your something, 10,000 at your right hand. Yeah. I can't, but I was like, whoa. And I'm like, at your right hand. And I was Once like, again. I just know, I, I at least know one has fallen at my right hand because yeah. I witnessed it. And I was like, so some of them, I think I acquired, they like showed up on Instagram supernaturally. And I was like, wow. And then some, I had started just nitpicking a little bit at the Bible and reading it here and there, or I would see a TikTok about mostly spiritual warfare and people saying certain parts of the Bible that, that then I would go read those things. And then yeah. I was like, wow. And then I started noticing the right hand just kept coming up. And then like one time, one time I was reading Job and I was like, Oh my God. And I just started collecting them. And I was like, so that just kind of happened like gradually yep. either through online or opening the book myself, you know, the Bible. Yeah. So I know how scary it was for me too. Like after I saw the demon that I saw, I remember just being terrified. I lived alone. Um, and so finally understanding my authority, like you talked about in Christ and, and getting to know the Bible better gave me so much peace and security and comfort. And I felt like, yeah, what God says is true. The angels are fighting for me. He's fighting for me. Um, nobody can overcome me in his name. Just like, I'm sure that being in this place was kind of like vulnerable and desperate for you of, Oh my gosh, what did I just see an encounter? And then reading God's word about how he uplifts you and he will like hold you and guide you with his right hand. And you know, a yeah. thousand will fall. I'm sure this was so like reassuring and just comforting yeah. to you. So you didn't have to keep living in this spirit of fear around it. Or yeah. Yeah. Did you go through that? Oh, 100%. When that, when that first happened, all I kept saying and praying to God, well, and also when that happened, I forgot to say what I started and, and instantly I just started saying the Lord's prayer out loud, which mm -hmm. I knew from going to Catholic church growing up. And I don't know the last time I had said it out loud. And I was even like stumbling a little bit over my words, part fear, part because I hadn't said it in so long. And I was like, I would just pray my own prayers, but I wouldn't pray the one that I learned from church because I was like, I don't know about that, you know, so, yeah. but that's what came out in that moment. And in that, when, you know, I knew, I knew that thing was a demon and I didn't even say that name, that word commonly, like, 
and I knew who protected me. I was terrified. And I kept praying. I was like, why me? Why me? What did I do to deserve this? I was like, Mm -hmm. what did I do to deserve this? Why is this happening to me? This is crazy. Like what? And I'm like, is it this condo? Is it this room? Is it someone I just hung hung out with? Is it tied to someone else? Like it can't be tied to me. You know, (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, uh, I just didn't know. I had no idea. And I, and I was scared to be, and I was here by myself. I was scared to be, thankfully two friends came the next night and I was just, I was just terrified because I didn't understand it. And no one in my life, in my circle of now who I'm the crazy one now, you know, like yeah. no one, no one, they believed me because they had to and because they loved me. And that's what's so beautiful about love because it does trump all because like, even in what I'm saying sounds so crazy and out there to people, people that know you and that know you and that love you, they, they love you and they trust you and they know that you couldn't be making this up and that you wouldn't yeah. make it up. So they're like, even though I can't understand what she is saying, I love her. So yes. I believe her, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to believe her, but I don't really understand, you know? And I'm like, yeah. trust me, I know because I wouldn't have either, you know, but I, would I feel like, way. I feel like that's my husband to every story I tell ever. <laughs> like he can't relate, but he's like, there's no reason why she would be lying to me. Right. Like, right. right. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> and I could, you couldn't pay me to make this up. Yeah. Oh, and also like, it's not, unfortunately, it's not cool to talk about Jesus, you know? Yeah. So like, it's not. I'm going against the river like it like I'm swimming upstream is how it feels like on yes. social media and with the people that I you know work with and in society and I'm like but I know how true I know how real and how true and he is and so like you can't keep that to yourself and once you know better you know better mm-hmm. and once you have been reeled out of where you were you're like I just want more people to feel that to see that the veil to be lifted like whether yes. they're ones that are in my circle or there are people that I don't know. And like, it's such a blessing when you get to connect with other people because you're like, praise God for what he's done in this person's life. And even just similar ages. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool because you're not alone, but you just yeah. might feel that way in your little intimate circle. This episode is brought to you by Raised and Redeemed Merch. We all love a good crew neck, high top sock, and oversized t-shirt, am I right? Head over to the show notes from wherever you're listening to order yours and support the show today. I guess we could go on to the next story where you, okay, so you have a friend who she wasn't really a believer. Um, so that was it. So that was the third story. There was one okay. little one in between that was like, I say little, it wasn't little, but compared to the first time, everything seems little because the yeah. first one was so intense. You okay. Know? Tell us that um, one. So that was like, that was almost a year later. So crazy, crazy story. The first encounter was ju- June, what did I say? June 4th of 2022. Started going to church December. And then I decided to give up the last time I had a drink, I think was February 18th or February 17th. My first day of like sobriety was February 18th. So it's been like seven months and some change now. Um, but so I had kind of done my test run of like, I did it for a month, had that demonic encounter, but wasn't really sure. I didn't know what 
it was tied to or any of that. I was just kind of like, okay, I just hope that doesn't happen to me again. I'm going to get to God, you know, what's happening, you know, whatever. Yes. And um, so then fast forward, I decided to give up alcohol. I kind of had the call again. So I did another month. And then this guy that I was talking to at the time, he, I think, was inspired by me not drinking. And he was older than me. And he was like, uh, I'm going to, and he's raised Catholic, but still not like, not strong in relationship. And, um, he was like, I'm going to give up alcohol and pornography, which pornography is something I gave up the second I went back to church. I knew I would never look at it again. That was like that day. It was like gone. Yeah. Um, which has now almost been a year. And I would, I wouldn't say addicted, but if you use that ever, there's a problem. It's, it's purely evil, but that's a whole nother. That's so true. Yeah. It does. You could watch it once a month. You could watch it once every six months and it's doing its work on you. You yeah, know, that's so true. Um, it, it's evil period, but, uh, it's demonic, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. A complete so, warping anyway, of God's design for sure. Yes, exactly. And, um, so he was like, I'm going to giving up those things. And I was like, okay, awesome. And I was like, you know, I'll add on to my month. I'm like, I'm going to, and that would take me in through Lent which was like, not only was I now making it a clear thing, doing it for God, not really intentionally, but it was like aligning with God because he was doing it for Lent. And I was just kind of doing it for myself, I thought, you know, and then Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I was still doing it for God, but it was just like extra because it was like the night before Lent. And it was going to catapult me into 50 or 60 days. And I'd never gone that long without drinking. So this was going to be this was a a stepping stone for me and both God and the enemy knew that. Right. Mm. And so go to bed that night and I was woken up in my sleep. And this time I couldn't see anything. It was feeling and I could hear. Uh, so weird. It's the only time I've ever heard of demon, I guess. But, okay. um, so I was woken up in the middle of my sleep and something was already on me. So what people describe as like sleep paralysis, what I had, which I had never had in my whole life. You know, I wasn't like, this was stuff that would happen to me. Like other people had had these experiences and kind of shared about, but whatever. So it was on me. And I, I was like, I felt bound. Like I felt like, you know, I felt like my mouth was duct taped and I couldn't move. I was like squirming in my own skin. And it was only for like two seconds worth. It was like two Jesus's worth. I was stuck. And while I was stuck, which is very quick, but it feels like forever when you're stuck. Mm-hmm. While I was stuck um, and trying to say Jesus in my own head, there was an evil laugh that came from the left side of my bed that was just so happy that I was stuck. And mm-hmm. it was just like taking so much pride in the fact that I was like immobile and couldn't say his name for two seconds. And then the third wow. attempt, Jesus comes out of my mouth and what came out of my mouth was Jesus loves you, which I think is really powerful in itself is because no one told me to say that, but that's what came out. And Jesus does love everybody and everything. And even the things that have rebuked him and left him and that Mm. fell from heaven, including the falling angels. And they can't hear that because they made their decision and they're here left tormenting us until their day is actually over. Yeah. Which was just so interesting to me that that's what came out. I mean, I didn't really think much of it at the time. Jesus loves you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I said. And instantly peace was restored to the room. And then I was just wide awake because it's like getting reeled into battle. And but this time it was such a different experience. And I was like, okay, this definitely feels tied to alcohol because I'm about to hit some something's about this is about to be like breakthrough. And that's usually when 
attacks come, you know? Yes. And, and I just read my Bible for like an hour or so. And I was, cause I was up when that kind of thing happens. I am like, it's like coffee straight to the oh, face. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. No sleeping hello, tonight. You know? If you see yeah. you're an encounter, encounter a demon, uh-uh. I'm not sleeping till yeah, the next like, day. I'm awake, God. What what do, what would you have me do now? Yes, you know? Yes. And so I just start reading my Bible, gave me a sense of peace, and I was like, all right. And then I slept peacefully till the morning, till for like four more hours. It was like okay. two AM as everything happens usually then, two to four. But so that was the second time. So that was just personal again, me by myself. So the yeah. only two encounters I'd ever had with demons were by myself in the same condo but a different room. I moved from the master bedroom that I was in because I was terrified of that bedroom. And I don't want to be in that bedroom ever again. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Which, And I didn't know if it was tied to that bedroom or that closet. I didn't really know. So I yeah. just was like, I'm moving to another room. You know, Going back to your thought, you're like, it can't be me. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta be the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta be the city, city state. I don't know. You know, uh-huh. whatever. Exactly. So fast forward, the third and most powerful. and this was obviously, I think, powerful for my friend. And I've talked to her since. Um, and she's reached out to me since. Praise God. And that's been amazing to watch and witness. But it was also so powerful for me to show me how powerful prayer is. Mm. Because I was like, whoa. Like, I used to, again, I was kind of like, yeah, it's nice to pray. la di da da Praying feels good. It's like a sense of therapy. You're talking to someone that you hope exists, but you're not really sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like okay, you know, I, I can do prayer. Like, I'm just like, prayer's cool. But now I'm like, oh my God, prayer is a weapon. <laughs> prayer is like wow. so powerful. And oh gosh, yeah. And I'm like, it's so, and now I'm just like, I'm secretly praying everywhere I go or like I'm rebuking wow. things silently everywhere I go, especially when I'm traveling. Like I'll see things and I'm like, I rebuke that. And I'm like, I'm the crazy yeah. person. Like, I know no you knows. haven't even... You haven't even got into the story yet, but I just want you to know too, like God has been teaching me so much about prayer lately. So this part of your testimony oh. is so encouraging just because, yeah, yeah it's like, okay, yeah, I can, I can pray. I'll, it's a routine. I'll do it. No, like yeah. realizing how just powerful and real it is. This, this story oh is a great testament to that. Good. Yeah. It gives me chills just hearing you say that because it's so important, but okay. So so I'm on a layover in LA and my girlfriend, she lives in LA. She was crashing my layover, which means like she just was came, came and visited me and wanted to get out of her like small LA apartment. And like, we had like a little staycation and I had 25 hours there in LA. So she came, we had dinner. She had a drink. I didn't have a drink. She's like, Oh, you're not drinking anymore. I'm like, no. And so I kind of had gotten into that story and told her about the demonic encounter I had and thought that it was like potentially tied to that. But in general, I just wanted to be more alert. And like, after witnessing that, I was like, you know, I just want to be more aware, whatever. I didn't really fully understand it in the moment. Right. Yeah. And so we have a nice little night and we were going to watch like a show. We went in the hot tub, caught up with people, caught up with ourselves, like talking, catching up. And we were going to watch the show before we went to bed. And this hotel happened to have like Netflix hookup, Hulu hookup. It was like, TV was bragging about all the different things that (laughs) it could do. And not every hotel we stay at does that. And I was like, cool. So we were trying to like get into her Netflix. For some reason it wasn't working. Hulu wasn't working. Showtime like wasn't, didn't have any good movies. It was just like, bent, bent, bent. God's like door closed. Boom, 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 boom. And I yeah. have been watching The Chosen. Have you watched The Chosen? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So the first episode rocked my world also because it was about demons. And I was like, 
I'm oh seed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, someone else was talking about this, like even in the religious aspect, because like so much of what I knew about religion, I didn't know anything about that. Neither did my whole family. No one talked about that. Or it was only the extreme, like exorcism, crazy, scary, not like they're not any other version, like only that. So I was like, yeah. wow. And that was the first episode. And after that, I was like, I'm hooked. You know, I'm like, I yeah. need to watch more of this. But so I had been telling her, I was like, I've been watching The Chosen. And um, I was like, they're pretty short episodes. And they're like, they're powerful. And the first one was really powerful for me, especially because I had told her what had happened in my life. And she was kind of like, meh, oh, whatever. So we watched The Chosen. And, you know, she's she's got her own kind of vices and the guy that she was talking to that were kind of that, that distracting her. Like she's kind of texting this dude that like, doesn't sound like he was a good dude. Even then I'm like, whatever, whatever she takes from this, so be it. Yes. And she had gotten more into like, was raised Catholic, went to Catholic church or school, I guess, growing up, which is even more, I didn't go to Catholic school. And, but she got more into the new ages, more into spirit, spirituality, more into like tarot cards, all of that, like mixture of a mixture, which we all think, it's why can't it be a mixture was what my mindset used to be like oh why can't it be a mixture and once you realize there's only one god and everything else is fighting against him that's why it can't be a mixture amen but yeah but not and that convicts people in itself because they're like who do you think you are to think you know who the actual god is Mm -hmm. uh, definitely that statement triggers demons for sure (laughs) yes yes but so anyway we go to we watch that episode we go to sleep that night and, I, and I'm just thinking like, cool, you know, maybe I'm planting some seeds for her. No biggie. And I'm not thinking anything is going to happen because the only time anything had happened was in my, my condo. So yeah. I'm like, I'm with another person. I'm good. Like I'm protected. You know, I'm like, I'm in a hotel. I'm somewhere different. Like nothing's going to happen here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was definitely something that was like attached to her or, or had grounds to mess with her. I don't really know how it all for sure works, but so I was woken up middle of the night per usual it's pitch black in the room but this time since the the counter the experience that had happened to me where the one was laughing and it was right before lent was only like a month prior okay so this time i woke up and i could tell i was free like something was not currently on me when Mm. i woke up like how it was the time before yeah so i'm like okay so i can tell there's evil in the room and it feels like it's kind of in between our beds and it kind of feels like it's tied to her like it as a rights to her or something Mm -hmm. and how and then how I explain that I know that I can't because it doesn't make sense to the human mind and even my old mind you Mm -hmm. know it's just like knowledge dropped in I don't know how to explain it yeah and so I just go into the fetal position in my bed silently in my head because I pray a lot of times in my head because I've also heard that like the enemy can hear your prayers, which doesn't mean that you can't pray out loud. But a lot of times when it's more intimate or when I'm scared, I pray silently, you know? So I'm praying silently in my bed and I just start praying silently. The blood of Jesus protects my mind, my body, my spirit. The blood of Jesus protects Bailey's mind, Bailey's body, Bailey's body, Bailey's spirit. It protects this bed. It protects her bed, her bed. The blood of Jesus protects this whole room. The blood of Jesus protects this whole hallway. It protects this whole whole hotel. It protects this block. Like I just started going outward. Like Mm -hmm. no one told me to do that. It was just like what was happening. And then, and then I start going into just like broken record, praying silently Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And I just keep, I just, just keep saying it Mm. in my head. And about like the eighth time that I said it, 
prayed it silently, she yells it out of her sleep like she's in a dream. And she just <laughs> yells across the room, Jesus loves you. Oh my God. And I, <laughs> I, I'm like, <sighs> and the second that she said the name Jesus, <clears throat> how I describe it, which is again, so interesting that like, when you witness things like this, that are kind of like in the spirit realm, you try to find a way to make it make sense mm-hmm. for what we know logically down here on earth. Yeah, And it was like how they say, which we can't even see this, but this is like science, I guess, how they say that animals talk to each other underwater, like sonic waves, okay. was how Jesus moved through the air. Mm. And it was like the second his name echoed and like hit that spot, which I didn't know exactly where it was, but I could see after, there was a physical spark of light where it was like his name met whatever was there and it popped and it was gone. And I, I saw the spark and it wasn't like the whole room lit up. It was just like, if you had like a blanket and you shook it and there's yep. like a static spark. Yes. And, and I, and I Im- immediately, I think at first, the first thing I did was say, Billy, Billy, to see if she was awake. And she said nothing. There was no movement. She just yelled what she needed to yell. <laughs> and then she didn't answer me. So then I go right back to praying and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, God, oh my God, God, like, oh my God. Um, I'm like, what? Just, I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. Like, yeah, I don't know what you want me to do, but I'm awake. And if I'm supposed to say something or do something right now, tonight, like, I was like, wake her up, wake her up. If you want her up, wake her up because I will do whatever you want me to do. Like, I'm Uh like, I'm awake, use me speak through me, whatever, like I'm yours. You know, I, I just, I don't know what just happened. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do now from here, you know? So I'm just laying in my bed, like mind blown. And at that point, usually when you're laying in your bed, you like, look at your phone. I could care less about my phone. Mm -hmm. Like I'm literally just like in my bed in the dark, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like what just (laughs) happened? And And so then 10 minutes go by and she starts like ruffling in her bed. And I'm like, Bailey, Bailey. And she goes, huh? And I was like, do you know what you just said? And she goes, what? And I said, you just said, Jesus loves you. And she doesn't know anything of what just had happened. Uh She goes, what? She goes, even her sleep and her like slumber. She's like, what? I don't even say his name. Oh my God. And so we had that conversation. And then the next morning I told her everything. Yeah. And she was like, whoa. And that's the thing. When you are open enough to like yoga, spirituality, new age, anything can happen. How can you negate when one of your friends is telling you that and can't like, even if it's what you don't think you believe in, you have to at least be like, okay. Yeah. So she heard you. Exactly. Which is so beautiful about so many people that are in the new age is that they're so open-minded and they're so seeking that you, I just want them all out of the seeking deceit. They don't know that. I don't think those people are evil. They're stuck just like I was. They don't know better. Just like I did it. And imagine the force they will be and what they would be open to once they know whose team they're on. Amen, sister. Yes, they are. They're just seeking lost, broken souls. Exactly. So I love that you still went ahead and told her everything, even though you knew 
Um, this isn't exactly what she believed in because right. that's what we can do. You know, plant the seed, water the seed, right. let God do the rest. Um, so has there has there been anything that's come of this? So she took it in that she took it in that day or the next morning. And then like a month or so later, she messaged me and was like, I've had this weird feeling to like want to get a cross necklace, Mm. you know? And I was like, yeah. And now she's starting her baby steps. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then she was like, and she goes, and since I saw you, I've never felt closer to God. And I was just like, you said his name in your sleep. And she just like hearted it. And then she just, she likes more and more of my stuff as she sees it. I actually sent her the podcast. Um, Ooh. I sent her the podcast um, with Help My Unbelief because mm-hmm. I, and I didn't know how that would go over, honestly. Like I was like, I hope she receives this. And she texted me and she said, she actually texted me about my birthday. And, and then I sent her the podcast and I was like, thanks. And I was like, also, you should listen to this if you have the time, whatever. And I'm like, maybe she'll never listen to it. I don't know. I, I, but I have to send it to her. Yeah. And she said, hi, mamas. I listened to the episode you shared on my hike and had the most beautiful time. I'm so grateful for you, my intercessor angel. Oh. My faith grows stronger every day. Blessed to have someone like you with such strong discipline in the religious practices to learn from and remind me it's all in his hands. I love you so much. Hope it's been a special birthday. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, praise God. But it's also, it's also like, even that she says, you know, religion, I'm like, religion still kind of triggers me because I feel like this, the spirit of religion held me back for so yeah. long. Yeah. And there's still, God can still work in that. And he's still in that. And it's still of him and everyone I think means well, but so many people are trying to, I don't know. There's so many different, for me, I feel like what God put on my heart recently is that there's so many different, he's got so many different types of children and so many different people have had so many different paths, that there has to be so many unique, different ways to reach those different people. Mm, but within, like, within like Christianity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Within Christianity. I meant like cap cap Catholicism or just like well, orthodoxy yeah. or non yes, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, it's so crazy that you're bringing this up because my husband and I are going through transition. He grew up orthodox and uh when I came to faith, all I knew was non-denominational church because that's our Western culture, you know, for the most yeah. part. And I started going to the Orthodox church with him. But with the Orthodox church, it's like a commitment. If you decide to become to be chrismated Orthodox, you're in the church. Like you can't worship anywhere else. This is this is your home. You're now an Orthodox yeah. Christian. And yeah. I had so much like church hurt and trauma before. Like when I first came to Jesus, I was like, it's all relationship, no religion, da da da. And honestly, like I've continued to heal through that over the past few years and come to understand too that, okay, what is religion? Religion yeah. is just an expression of that relationship. Yeah. Though, you know, if people get too stuck in just the religion and the traditions, they can oftentimes forget that relationship, but that's not God's design. Yeah. Um, so my heart has been softened so much lately towards towards religion and towards yeah. like Catholicism and orthodoxy. And, and I've been seeking the truth and answers on that as well. So it's interesting that you brought that up because I've been really praying yeah. for God to give me clarity on that. Like the true, the true church. What is the true church? Is there right. a true church? And and so I right. kind of like that answer too, is there's so many different children with so many different backgrounds and upbringings. And I really tell my husband, I'm like, 
I wouldn't have jumped into the Orthodox Church. Like the non-denominational church was a great place for me to start as a as somebody who just came out of such sin and new age yes, and sexual yes, sin. Yes. It was a very like welcoming welcoming place for me to start my journey. I wouldn't have started my journey at the Orthodox Church for sure. I wouldn't have been able to go back to a Catholic church and been like I I still don't even know what if if I could find the right person at a Catholic church that could even understand what I experienced and witnessed, yeah. like talking about a demon. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, but something that just came to me that was, again, me trying to find a way to explain how, which I, I can't negate that there are still people that are strong in their Catholic faith and upbringing that have a very strong relationship with Jesus, right? It's just not where I found mine, mm-hmm. but it was part of my journey. That was still my foundation that had him in my heart from a baby. And I am grateful for that. You know, I was or, baptized as a baby, but I still think it's important to get baptized as an adult. And that mm-hmm. changed my life too. But um, how I describe what I felt like I was getting from God with the, with the filter of religion was like, I felt like, and it happened to just be Catholicism for me. So this is just my testimony and experience was like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting the drips of like 15 coffee filters on God. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. You know, and there's yeah. like all these filters that it should be like a fire hose mm-hmm. to the face of like, if you want that, you know, if yeah. you want that and you're seeking that, you can have that type of relationship with him. But religion had me like, oh, yes, I love these little drops. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm like, what? You know, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. And yeah, like it. it filtered so much of him for me but no I can kind of understand part of my walk yeah it was still all part of my walk but yeah yeah no I I appreciate hearing your response on that is it something it's something I don't even talk about on the podcast right now to be honest because it's still a a grounds in which I'm figuring out um and yeah exploring and I don't have like confident answers to give in that regard yeah Um, but just remembering to stay humble because anytime I think I know something, like God humbles me right away. Totally, totally. Well, and it, and it's not, and it doesn't mean that like that feels that way to somebody else in that same yeah, denomination. For sure. Or, you know, so, but that's how it felt for me. And then yeah. there was so much freedom and, th- but there is still so much important. Well, like everyone just got, has, I mean, what you need to know is Jesus and mm-hmm. then he's the son of God and how yep. so many people believe in God, but they're missing the Jesus piece, which was also me. I was like, I believe in God. And like, I was taught about Jesus, but I don't really get why we have to know. Why do we have to know yep. Jesus to know God? What is that's the, often the new agers? Yeah. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Like what about Jesus really matters if I'm just connected to God anyways? And you're like, well, uh, because Jesus and what he did is what allows you into eternity and his blood and his sacrifice allows you to be seen and received by God for all the things that you've done wrong. It's hard. I'm still not even the best at explaining that. I mean, I guess I just gave it my best try, whatever God wanted me to say. Yeah. I didn't understand that for so long. I was like, I believe in Jesus. Someone told me to, and I'm sure that it's been written about for so long that, that it did happen. I do think that that happened, you know, but I didn't understand the significance of how yep. and what it meant for me and my relationship with God. 
Uh, and, and that's the primary thing, like you said. For me, I think like the visual that helped me understand what Jesus did, um, especially as someone who came from the new age and like you're always seeking to be one with God and connect with God and like have access to God, at least yeah. like that's what I was after when I was in the yeah. new age as well, is that Jesus is the one who made that possible. Like yes. when when he died on the cross and gave up his his life and his spirit and then resurrected, yep. there was an earthquake, like massive things on the earth happened. There was an earthquake, the temple split in half, the curtain in the temple like tore in two. And now all humans had access, that direct access to God. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we there's a little bit of truth that the New Agers realize and realizing like, oh, we all have access to God, but they don't realize that, yeah, because of Jesus and what yeah. he did, do we have that yeah. access? And, yeah. and that's why the Bible teaches that only through him do we have that access. Yes, yes. It's, it's not well, a gatekeeper thing. Yes, and that's the thing, which I didn't even get into this, I think, on here, but um, God had sent me the words Christ consciousness down in my sleep when I was praying on if, if yoga is really something you want out of my life, I need you to speak on it. Cause I know that, you know, I know that you're capable of sending me things down in the middle of the night. Cause you've done it before. Yeah. And if this is really that important, please do so. And it, it wasn't the first time I had asked that I'd been praying on it for like a month and a half. And then one night I just did it more passionately. And I mean, and I think it was probably all the prayers together, like all of it, you know, um, whatever it was this, the time. And it was Christ consciousness, which essentially what a lot of people believe in new age is that, yeah, yeah, Jesus existed. I'm not going to negate that he existed and he performed miracles or whatever, but the level of consciousness that Jesus like obtained was by going inward mm -hmm. and he's one of us many ascended masters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up in wherever, if it's heaven that they believe in or whatever they think, the afterlife or whatever they think, it's a variety. People think so many weird things because mm -hmm. there's so many weird things that have been created. Um, and I even, I think out of time, because I had spent so much time in yoga that I was even like, I still believe in Jesus for some reason, but maybe, maybe like, I remember one of my, one of my good friends, she had a trip on, I think it was mushrooms. Mm -hmm. where she had a trip which to me now is so clearly demonic but she thinks was like her having this experience with god yeah where they were she saw all of the gods up in heaven like hanging out and laughing and hanging and smiling or whatever mm -hmm. like all as yeah. equals yeah of course she would see that on psychedelics right which is the whole trick that's the whole trick Yep. Yep. I, I remember getting in the Christ consciousness the same time as I was getting into yoga. And like, I grew up, you know, sort of Christian. That was my background. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, I was like, the truth has been right here this whole time. And it's just been warped. And I remember thinking that same thing. And even I was reading the Bible again at that point, trying to understand it from that Gnostic lens now. So I, at what? that point, I was telling people I'm not a Christian. I even went on a mission trip that I'd already signed up for. And I was telling, you know, the leaders, I'm like, I'm not a Christian, but I believe in God <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. The one lady like kind of shunned me after that. And I'm like, see, I'm like, it's this hypocritical nature that makes me not want to be a Christian. But anyways, yeah. it was, that's what I believe too. I was like, there's something to Jesus, but yeah, I think we all can attain this. And that was the start to my fall into 
the devil's playground of the new age was believing those things. Want to dive deeper with the Raised and Redeemed podcast? We now have a Facebook group called the Raised and Redeemed Community, where you can join to discuss the episodes, share your testimonies, and find encouragement from fellow like-minded, born-again Christians. Find us on Facebook. We do have the Raised and Redeemed podcast Facebook page. And once again, we now have the Raised and Redeemed Community group too. I hope to see you there. This is one other thing that blew my mind. This was new. This was new to me, but I had been reading this book called Spiritual House Cleaning or House Cleaning. I think is what it is. My mom ordered it on Amazon because we had like talked to neighbors down the street and kind of fellowship about their walk with God. And like my family, we were all lukewarm Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to call. It's hard to like not convict my own family but like that's all I knew right and that's like kind of still they've they're way more open because of what now I'm going through and I'm like the crazy one that's like on fire running around you know (laughs) but so I didn't even really know that this was an option other than maybe you heard about people that spoke in tongues or you see the crazy preachers on the street and you're just like oh yeah those people are just crazy or they must be crazy but they just happen to be talking about god but not that they're like crazy because maybe they had an encounter with god Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like i'm like they just must be crazy and then they're just slapping religion on it or something you know yeah because but then once you know and you've had an encounter a a personal encounter whatever that means to every person you're now that person that you're like you can't shut once you know the truth and once you know what's real you're like and I'm still here to talk about it. I guess I got to start talking about it, you know? Yeah. But um, so anyways, read this book and I, it was talking about a lot of the things, like how you can open doors to demonic entities in your house and being so much into new age. I started having my own convi- convictions naturally. Like I, what's the beautiful thing about journaling is you can kind of go back and see when things started happening. Yeah. And I remember it was March of last year. There were certain things that just, I would look twice at and they gave me the, they gave me the creeps like rocks or crystals that I had acquired. And I would never even say that like I was ever like charging my crystals or knew really knew enough about them, but I knew other people who did. And like, I mean, I definitely had like that pink stone that was like, oh, this is for love or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, well, this won't hurt. Might as well have this around, you know? Yeah. I'm like, not that I was like, this is going to bring me love, you know, but I was still just like, oh, maybe like, and I think even that like lighthearted amount of a belief is still belief in something other mm-hmm. than him, right? Yeah. I um, and same with evil eye, evil eye jewelry. I used to live with an evil eye ring and necklace on 24 mm-hmm. seven. It was in like every picture I took everywhere. Like tra- it was like my cross before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will ward off. Not thinking that it's actually not of God. Yep. Which, you know, so all that stuff I started having like minor convictions on. But then I read this book and it was talking about things that are like related to past sin or things that are like, you know, th- there was a whole list of stuff. I mean, between Pokemon cards, pictures of my ex, my mm. yoga binder that he brought me to, I was like putting all this stuff in a pile that were like more obvious standing out to me. Uh, the, the Jenga game that was in my parent closet, I kept looking at weird. I looked up the roots of that game 
Um, it means witch. It's like witch boy is what it means. What? You have to look, you'll have to look this up. Can't okay. make this up. It was crazy. But I kept looking at it weird. And I'm like, why do I keep looking at it weird? And it, it, so anyway, so I had all these convictions. I'm cleaning out things in the house. And then I, I pray a prayer before I go to bed. I was like, God, if there is something here that I'm not going to catch that is like beyond my understanding and this discernment you've given me, like, let it be known to me, however you need to make it happen. Like yeah. if it's in my sleep, however you need to make it known. This is going to blow your mind, but it ties to the yoga and Hinduism. And I think it's someone else, obviously, that will listen to this needs to hear it. Okay. So I go to sleep and um, I'm woken up in the middle of the night per usual. And um, I'm looking up the details of this. So I'm woken up in the middle of the night and um, I'm made aware that there's two demonic entities that have rights to my room. Like they're in, they're in my room and I could just feel it. It wasn't like a visual. I could just feel that there was two separate spirits that were not of God that had a right to be there. Mm -hmm. And then he, at the same time as he oh. made as at the same time as I felt their presence um, I was made known the objects that they were tied to. Mm. And one of them was a pillow in the corner of my room, which was a yoga bolster. Mm -hmm. And one was a blanket, which was just like a, a Mexican blanket. Okay. So it was weird. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, these are things I would never have targeted. Right. Yeah. And so like, okay. And so, um, this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> and so I wake up and I'm like, I'm in my room. I, I out loud, I already pray and rebuke whatever's there, like out in the name of Jesus. And I turn on the light and I sit there and I pull the two things to the side from the corner of my room. And one of them is a, for those that know, don't know what a yoga bolster is, I mean, you can look it up, but it's just like a pillow. Yeah. It's like a pillow that you use in yoga. And, um, but I knew that there was more to it. And I, it was Manduka brand. You know that brand? Yes, I do. Okay, just wait for this. <laughs> of course you do because you were in yoga. Not, yeah. not all my friends do, but okay. So I'm like, Manduka, that that word obviously there sounds like there's more to that word. Let me look into it because I've never in my life looked into that. Even yeah. though I've worn it and these things were like gifted to me from like a yoga collab, you know? And I, okay. So I look up where the name Manduka comes from. And it comes from the name Manduka Upanishad which the definition of this is one of the ancient Sanskrit scriptures of Hinduism, mm. which is obviously complete blasphemy. If there is only one true scripture and it's God and it's the Bible, then yeah. this object is named of the faith. The lie. Yeah. Yes. This whole brand is founded on a lie. Yeah. Whether who knows? I and you know, but like he's pointing that out to me. Like that has got to go, you know. And I'm yes. like, because of the name and its roots. Exactly. Going back to the roots, they do matter. And, and so then the I'm Mexican like, blanket. Who knows? Oh <laughs> who knows no! I that's what I was thinking. Listen, listen, listen. This is gonna. This was really like, I didn't even know. Mexican. I have a picture of it. Just like just any yep i had a couple of those yeah <laughs> okay so they're in a lot of yoga studios but i didn't even get them from um 
I didn't even get this. I think it was just a California company that had sent it to me. And I'm like, that seems a little far-fetched. So I'm like, did I get the right message? Did I mess this up? What's with, what's with this blanket, right? So I look up, I just type in yoga Mexican blanket and it, and it shows the type of blanket I'm looking for. And then it tells me where that blanket um, derives from, the city that they, where they make them in Mexico, which is, excuse me for my pronunciation, but Cabuela, I think is how you say it. So, um, so this garment originated in the Cabuela area located in Northeastern Mexico. In fact, sometimes these blankets are referred to as Saltillo blankets after the city of Saltillo, which is the capital of Cabuela. Okay, listen to this. History. Which there's clearly way more to this than we will know. But there's enough here to where I'm like, got it, God. You know? Yeah. He only knows what's really going on there. Who knows how evil, right? Mm-hmm. History. The name Cabuela derives from native terms for the region and has no, is known by variations. Some, two other ways you can pronounce it. Some historians believe that this means flying serpent or place where many serpents creep. That's crazy. So did you take them to the dumpster like that oh, night? Oh, yeah. I, that, the garbage was coming that morning. Uh-huh. And it was funny because my parents weren't there. And I literally marched out of the front door, which I'm sure they could see on the ring camera, and like yep. put them right in the garbage. And I took my yoga – I took my Manduka yoga mat. I still have my Lululemon mats. I haven't had any convictions on that. Yep. I haven't really used them because you can still use them for other workouts, but clearly Manduka is rooted in another type of evil, um, whether they know it or not. Obviously, oh, most I think they, they chose that name intentionally. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Like the history of even the blanket, I mean, knowing that the devil is referred to as a serpent all throughout scripture is enough for me. But like, you have no idea. Like, you have, we just don't know. Like, I'm not going to make something up, but you don't know if like someone, whoever makes those blankets, like curses and, and infuse the devil over yeah. them. And it's like, let's send them out to the world. Like, yeah. you don't know. We don't know. Only God knows all yep. the details that we don't even need to know. That's where, that's where faith comes in. That's where I'm like, yep. God, you show me what you need to show me. I hear you. Message received. Obedience. Like, Amen. get it out of my house, you know? Yeah. And what's so crazy too, and what we can see from having been in the new age is a lot of times these people that are doing these things don't think that they're doing evil. Like yeah. you, you don't just like set out to do evil, no. but when you're, when you're working for the opposite side of the kingdom, you're working for the dark side. You are just innately engaging, dancing in it, working, yeah. in it. promoting yeah. it, Living spreading it. it. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not for the Lord and it's, you know, then it's for the opposite side. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, I don't want to be like extremist, but it, a lot of times it really is black and white. So thank you. Well, for and he that. was sent like he showed that to me. I was yep. like, hey, if there's something you want to show me, and like my mom happened to be awake, she wasn't there. She was in New York, and I texted her, and I was like, mom, you will never believe. Like she still like believes what I'm experiencing, but hasn't experienced it herself, and is still kind of like whoa, whoa, whoa. And yeah. I was like, you'll never believe what I just got revealed that I needed to get rid of. And she was like, what? And like, she happened to be awake. And so she like stepped out of the room where she was up there, up north and like called me. And when I was telling her the story, she goes, my hands are like burning. They're like mm. on fire right now. And I'm like, mom, I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm like, yeah. that's the Holy Spirit. That is confirmation. Mommy, like, listen to your daughter. Yeah. What she's saying is true. This is real. This is real. And I'm like, yep. this is real. Oh, Jess, 
I hear you. I see you. I believe you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there anything else that you would want the listeners to know? Say somebody, because a lot of times I do get messages from people who are coming out of the new age that stumble yeah. upon my videos here. That's amazing. Yeah. Finding yeah. you. That's amazing. Yeah. So is there anything like any final note you would like to say to them or part of your story you'd like them to know? I would just say, and like, you know, we can, I think you pray at the end, which I am happy to add to, too, yes. is that I would just say, I know that a lot of this is going to be hard to digest and even begin to understand. And if anything, I would say when you get chills to me, that's always been a sign of the Holy Spirit and God like showing up. Right. Mm -hmm. So like pay attention when those moments happen and what's being said and what you're feeling. And I would honestly pray, pray on it. If you can't take someone else's word, but, or if someone else's word keeps like sitting with you and keeps showing up, then like bring it to God, pray mm -hmm. on it. If you're not sure who God is and you've never given the Jesus peace, which is the only peace you need to know a chance, then like consider it, call out to him, invite him, like whatever that looks yeah. like for you. Um, don't, and if you've been burned by the church or people from the church, like really just try to give Jesus a chance himself and, and, and just push those other things out of your mind for now, because they will get addressed. And there's probably unforgiveness that, or forgiveness that needs to be addressed with those people. But right now it's just getting you connected in intimacy with God, you yeah. know? Amen. Yeah. No, that's so true. Yeah. Because a lot of times we do, we project onto God um, the way that the people in the church have hurt us uh, or, you know, from our church hurt. And we think that that's who Jesus is, but he, man is fallen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we live in a fallen world. Yeah. Jesus is the only perfect one. Yeah. Um, and that's why we need him and should yeah. give him a chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think it's amazing that people are finding you that are coming out of new age. I love because I think so many of the ones that I know are still so, so stuck in it that like anything that I'm saying right now would just be absolutely absurd. And I'm like, do you guys not have any idea what I went? Like, you know how much I was in this with you. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yes. I couldn't have said this myself if I wanted to. And this has yep. been such a process happening behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, take it one step at a time. He doesn't want you to be overwhelmed it's overwhelming when you get this type of information and you're like, Oh my God, what have I been doing? What, what, what do I, what am I gonna, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I've had those moments where my mom's like, even my mom's like, Jesse wouldn't want you to be overwhelmed. And like, don't yeah. like, don't beat yourself up, you know, like yep. step let by it naturally. step. Yes, exactly. He's a exactly. gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, I love that final word. Would you want yeah. to pray us out as well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. All right. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this fellowship, for this conversation, for this opportunity. Um, what a blessing it is to even have just found Michaela's podcast. And I just know that your hand is so in today's conversation and everyone mm -hmm. that it will reach, Lord. And I just pray, I just pray that the veil that is on anyone's eyes, ears, vision, Lord, is just lifted in Jesus' mm. mighty name, that it is just yeah. taken back and exposed, and that whoever hears this prayer right now, that their heart is softened, Lord, and that 
they they might not know why they're interested in you or what is going on, but they that they have a passion and a hunger to seek you, Lord, mm-hmm. and that they want answers and they want revelation in their life. Uh, they want clarity. They want peace. And we know, God, that your son Jesus provides that and that that's what you want with each and every single one of your children, God. And so we just pray that over every single person hearing this right now yes, and that God. they have a hunger for you, Lord, and that they reach out if they need to reach out and that they know that they're not alone and that there's just so much, so much more. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to have you leave a review and share it with a friend. All information on how to stay connected with the Raised and Redeemed podcast can be found in the show notes below. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.